are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you guys Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. What a throwback, that song right there. And a very happy birthday shout out to Tatiana Ali. You may know her as little Ashley from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And she's done, she's gone on to, you know, have herself a nice career and she's done some other things, but probably best known as Ashley from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And she's a singer. She had a whole album. That's That album was nice. I had a few cuts, few cuts. So yeah, shout out to you, <laughs> Tatiana Ali. Well, I hope you guys are having yourselves a wonderful Wednesday. I know I am. It's back to gloomy here in L.A. I don't know what's up. I don't know. You know, you don't you know, I'm talking to the people in the south and talking to the people on the east coast. Don't be sending your cold cousin over here to L.A. We we don't you know, <laughs> trying to give your cousin back, send him back home. What's up, Andy? The brightness is sticking around, though. The brightness. Meaning it's not as dark. You know, when you pulled up and I stepped out to go move my car, it was uh-huh. still bright. That's true. So I'm over here like, okay, okay, spring is coming. Summer's yes, coming. Yes. yes, that is true. So I'm happy about that because, you know, uh, I like it. I like the sun staying around a, a, a little bit longer. So, you know, you are right about that, Andy. Um Yeah, so anyway, listen, you guys, it's a great show. We have a great contributor on the line with us today. And I do want to go ahead and get started with some of these these, uh, updates. But you guys know, anytime you want to hop in and and give your input on the show, you are more than welcome to do that. Michael B., Jordan, and Ryan Coogler. I'm actually very excited about this next uh, project. I don't know what the project is. I know it's a collaborative film. And already they are sparking a a bidding war, which is cool. That's a great place to be in. So Sony, Warner Brothers and Universal are all in a bidding war for their next project. Uh, As you know, Ryan Coogler, who is uh, a very young but very successful producer of um, Black Panther and the Wakanda um, franchise, He's all, he and Michael B. Jordan have also worked together on the um, Fruits, Fruitvale station. There it is. Okay, that's the one. That's where they first began working together. And Michael B. Jordan, you know, kind of stepped out really into that acting world. That's where we knew him from. But, of course, Creed and all of that. So that's looking like a big deal. Looking like a big deal. So spe- uh, uh, talking about projects and movies and all of that, uh, Tiana Taylor She said it's official. I'm really excited about this one, too. There's a project that she is the leading lady on, and she's portraying the Diane or uh, Dionne Warwick. Sorry, not Diane. (laughs) Get get auntie name right. (laughs) Get auntie name right. Don't don't you know, don't sidestep, Robin. Um, Dionne Warwick. And if you see the pictures of the two of them, there's nobody else who could play that role better. uh, Tiana Taylor. Why am I doing this? Okay, it was Tatiana Ali's birthday. It's Tiana Taylor. You see what I'm saying? You understand why I'm mixing this up? Y'all work with me today. We halfway through the week. Work with me. Um, But yes, Tiana Taylor is portraying Dionne Warwick and she, I think, is going to do fantastic. So I'm excited to see that film. Another film I'm t- I'm giving you guys in advance. I'm telling you all the uh, you know what not to misses <laughs> up front, but I'm giving you guys some some good stuff to look forward to. Tyler Perry's new Netflix movie, Medea's Destination Wedding, that's beginning filming as well. I know we've been talking about men in dresses, and I don't know if we're tired of Medea yet. I personally love Medea. 
shout out to Medea and all the all the movies. You know, that's how that's what I say. Um, but anyway, shout out to Tyler Perry, who obviously has done very, very well for himself with the Medea character. So I'll be watching that probably. Um, did you know that Niecy Nash, Danielle Brooks, and Sterling K. Brown are all blood cousins and they are all Oscar nominated um, slash winners. Um, fantastic. I just found that out from Niecy Nash. That's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get into the Raw Report. Andy, let's do it. Now it's time for a breakdown. Okay, we are talking about one of my favorite people that I love to hate, <laughs> Dr. Umar. <laughs> Dr. Umar, um, he, he says something really interesting, and I want to talk about it. He says that uh, he will not date a black woman if she has ever in her life slept with a white man. First of all, Dr. Umar, not that you can just pick and choose who you want like that. But, you know, I I digress. But this is what the man says. He says he will not deal with a woman because it is just too much for him. He calls white men devils. He calls white women snow bunnies. I mean, he has got like a vendetta (laughs) against white people in general. So this is what he says. Um, Is he tripping or does he? I mean, of course, he has a right to feel how he feels. But I mean, he, he also promotes a lot of this and he down talks anybody who does venture outside of their own race so we're going to talk about that again uh, we have a wonderful contributor who i think is going to give us a lot in in terms of these conversations we are also talking about 21 savage now this conversation i think is a really good one to have he says he feels broke parents are better than rich parents Ooh. I got a lot to say about this. We're going to get started all on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Well, yes, I am inside The Raw Report. You are, too. I appreciate you guys for joining me. And, of course, You know, if you want to call in today, you can do that. 1-800-920-1580. But you should be joining us right now over in our uh, YouTube. It's always lit over there. Our YouTube uh, Raw Squad showing up already. I see you guys. We definitely appreciate you. I want to go ahead and jump right in and get our entertainment contributor on the line. I love to have this guy on. Uh, He's always welcome here at the Raw Report. Chris Gunther, how are you today, sir? Robin, what's going on with you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and, you know, always being open to having engaging conversations. And so uh, it's something that I love to do. And, you know, Chris, I I do talk entertainment. I know you're in entertainment as well. You talk a lot of entertainment and sports. But one of my things that I pride myself on is being able to pull something from the conversations. I don't want to talk about just any old entertainment. We want to talk about things that are moving us forward as a community and uh, things that we can get, you know, a better understanding of and create dialogue around it. So that's what I feel like we are doing today. If you are down, we are going to jump right into this conversation if you're ready. Let's go. All right. So let's first talk about 21 Savage. 21 Savage, I have to admit, I've not necessarily been a fan per se. I mean, I think I've heard some of his music. He's a rapper. I've heard some things that I've liked, but I wouldn't call myself Mm -hmm. a fan. But oftentimes it's when you hear someone who you've not been a fan of musically 
or whatever their art is, you hear them speak and then you become more of a fan, right? So I find myself in this position with 21 Savage. He recently sat down at Club Shay Shay. You know, everybody's trying to get on Club <laughs> Shay Shay now. And, oh, yeah, um, everybody. Yeah, everybody and their mama. All right, so 21 Savage just sat down with uh, Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. And they, they opened up a conversation. And 21 Savage talked about his belief of broke parents being better than rich parents. But let's take a listen to the clip and let him tell you for himself. And then we will have a conversation after that. I be feeling like I don't be doing all the way my job because of my job. Right. Type. Mm -hmm. So I be trying to like balance that out. Like trying to like, it's like you, you, you work to re receive, to gain all this success and all the good. But it's like, I feel like the best parents, in my opinion, is parents that don't got it all. I feel like broke parents are, are better than rich parents, mm -hmm. in my opinion, because when you broke, you got way more time type. Right. So you there for like a lot of like, yeah, gifts and matter, but they don't matter at the same time. Sometimes all the kid needs is time. Facts. Your time. Facts. Mm. Something that a gift can't replace. Facts. Okay, well, um, I, I can't lie. I mean, I like where the brother was going. Okay, um, just so we are clear, 21 Savage uh, does have three children of his own. He's got two sons. Um, their names are Kamari and Ashad, and he's got a daughter named Ryan. And so he's speaking from his own personal experience. But what's interesting is we've been talking about kids a lot. I know I've been talking about my kids a lot and going off to college and all of that stuff. As but you should. As I should represent. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> but um, I think it's interesting because obviously we're dealing with different generations and, and, and how we parent. And I know you are a father. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you are a father as well. So I want you to jump in on this conversation and just give me your thoughts. If, if off the top you believe... It, what 21 Savage said, are broke parents better than rich parents? On a financial tip, he is 100% wrong because, face it, kids are expensive. You need finances to take care of children. That plays a huge factor in it. But for him to say that broke parents are better than rich parents, I don't agree with that because, you know, what context is he talking about and just broke? Because parents can be broke in more ways than financial. Parents can be broke mentally. They can be broke spiritually. They can be broke emotionally. And say if somebody has money, and we all know that money doesn't fix everything, but I would have to, you know, respectfully disagree with him in that regard just from the standpoint of, you know, broke parents, while they may not necessarily have all the finances, you know, some broke parents can turn out to be just as jacked up as rich parents. And I think what it ultimately comes down to is you have to be mindful of who you have children with. So I don't agree with him in that regard. Mm. Very interesting. Okay, well, let me give you my thoughts on this. Um, I am going to look at this from two different uh, from two different lenses. Okay, I hear him when Twenty One Savage says, "You know what? He's he's done all the work to become successful. He is." You hear this a lot, actually, in this day and age. You hear a lot of successful actors. Uh, just people who are well off. If you sure if do. you want a lot of money, 
That means it's probably going to be a lot of your time. Now, obviously, we know that there's entrepreneurs out here who are making money when they sleep and they get residual income. I mean, that's goals, right? But a lot Mm -hmm. of the people who've made their money and they've become successful, they had to put in a lot of work. So in that from from that point of view, I understand what he's saying. He's like, yeah, you did all of this work and now you are comfortable. You know, you're living comfortably and you can provide gifts and, you know, clothes and the best schools and things like that. But you're not giving your kid any time, which is his situation. He, he's got young kids, too. They want his time. Yep. So in that sense, I'm like, I definitely agree with you, because if you are broke, meaning maybe you are broke is is is. I hear what he's saying, but that's definitely um, it's maybe exaggerated a little bit. Maybe you are just the average person who goes to work, you're nine to five and you're living maybe check to check or, you know, something like that. For the most part, you are um, you have the time because you're Mm -hmm. at home. You know what I'm saying? And and that is what you're choosing to do. You're choosing to spend your time. Uh, with with your kids. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, I, I feel him where he's coming from with the uh, the broke parents being better. Does that does that hit a little bit or do you do you under do you agree or no? While I understand where both of you guys are coming from, mm-hmm. it's just hard for me to believe that, you know, somebody who has money, who is financially set is really going to sit up here and say, man, a broke parent would be better because of the time. Well, you know, it's just a very hard for me to really understand it just from the standpoint of, you know, children want time, whether you got money or not. Mm -hmm. And while, you know, somebody of his caliber, while he has the finances at the end of the day, kids are going to remember how you treat them. And if you're going to constantly say, well, I can't spend as much time with my kids because, you know, I got to go out here and make this bread. Look, I I understand that philosophy because as a, you know, man, we got to provide for our families. We get all of that. But there will come a point in time when all excuses are eventually going to run out and they're going to remember how you treated them. So I can't fully agree with what he's saying, saying that broke parents would be better. I just don't see it happening. I just really don't. It's it's, it's interesting. You agree or I think most mostly everyone who is on uh, who's voting inside of the poll right now, they agree. They say that rich parents are better. Generally speaking, they're better. Um, Pretty Brown Mimi, she says, I want parents that are going to teach me morals and integrity because I can carry that throughout my life, no matter what my financial status is. I hear that point. I agree. Deborah Chicoa, she says she agrees with Mimi. There are bad, rich and bad, poor parents. And uh, the other way around, Uh, I I completely agree with that. If we take out all of I mean, you, you can't necessarily separated but if we take if we put that to the side and we're just talking about time here that's the biggest point of this of this conversation is time and generally speaking people who are broke in his words in 21 savage in his words generally speaking people those broke people are going to have time to put in now again i'm looking at this on how i was raised okay Shout out to my mama. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. Absolutely. Before I before I continue, my mom, she I felt like like as an octopus, she had all these different hands and she was able to do all these different things holding it down by herself, but at the same time, 
she was holding it together. She didn't have all the means, you know, and, and she definitely did a, a fantastic job of getting better. I mean, she's probably the, the for me, the quintessential example of uh, doing better and better as you go along, right? So that's how, that's mm-hmm. the, that to me is the, um, that's the bar. I'm like, okay, you're doing well here, but get better and better. Keep your head up. And as long as you can get up in the morning, you can you can continue you can continue to achieve more. So she is to me that that example. However, when we were younger, we didn't have all the the money and have all the things like we made do, right? But at the same time, I love the fact that I mean she set that example and now what I'm able to do, you know, generation generationally speaking, what's supposed to happen is your children are supposed to do better than you and so on and so forth. Yep. And that typically is what what's happened. Um my mom's my mom's uh ceiling happened to be my ground level floor. She 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 ran or she walked or whatever you call it so that I could run. That's what's happened. Now my myself and my husband, we're in a situation where okay, now we're raising our kids and we're trying to take lessons that we've learned and all of that while still trying to make money, become successful, and all the things. But I'll tell you this: money, in my opinion, doesn't mean anything. I think you need to put in the time, and I think that because of my husband, I have been able to put in a lot of time with my kids. I have been able to teach them the integrity and the morals, like Mimi is saying. So I think yep. that, you know, maybe it is a matter of splitting the difference, but I, I, I still can't get off the point that 21 Savage is making that broke parents typically, meaning you just have more time on your hands, tend to be better than the ones who are rich because that's taken all of your time. I, I, I digress on that. You tell me what you think, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> I don't know if my point is landing here. No, your point is landing extremely valid, but I think something that you hit on, which is, I mean, it's sad, but it's true, it's uncommon, is you and your husband have teamwork and you're married. Yes. The reality is some parents nowadays, they, they can't do it because they're co-parenting or, you know, they were in a failed relationship and now they got to try to figure out, you know, how are we going to raise these children? And nine out of ten times, it's going to fall more so on the woman than it does on the man. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, that is a totally different conversation for another day. But I think the reason why, you know, you were able to kind of hit on it a little bit better is because you have the help of your husband, which is why you were able to go out and, you know, do things more with your children and instill those things with them. And 21 Savage, I don't know the man at all, but I'm pretty sure he's not married. So when you're not married, it will make it significantly harder, which is probably why he wanted to say something along the lines of, well, broke parents are going to, you know, do a better job than us rich parents. Well, it's hard for me to see a scenario where that is going to work because at the end of the day, now this is going to sound very controversial, but I'm just going to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. Be careful who you have children with. For sure. And realistically, if you can't see yourself marrying that person, I would not, I would not recommend putting a child inside that person mm-hmm. because now you're creating more of a broken home. So when he tries to say that, well, broke, uh, you know, broke parents can be better than rich parents. I 100 percent disagree with that because it's a lot of brokenness still even with that statement. Mm. I I, I take your point. I hear your point. Let's go ahead and get to this call from Mimi calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, Mimi. Hi, Robin. I was wondering if I could comment about Dr. Umar. I know you haven't gone there yet. 
but I was hoping I could. Well, I mean, <laughs> you you want to uh, <laughs> you want to stay, stay on right hold and, and and yeah, or, or yeah. yes, you you want to stay on hold because I definitely want to hear what you have to say when we. When we I did. I did. Mimi said no. I need to talk. <laughs> I need said, I to get know. This out here now. She is passionate. Mimi, do how do you feel? I don't want to hear your comment about this. What we're going to get into with Doctor Umar, but are you on Team Robin <laughs> or are you on t- Team uh, Doctor Umar? Because that 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 I mean, how if you hang on or not, that's going to depend on what you say. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I'm not that crazy I'm about Doctor Umar. Okay. All right, then we we good. We good over here. I'm so gonna put you. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna put <laughs> you on hold. But but before I put you on hold, Mimi, do you have any any one way that you feel one way or the other? I mean, I know I read your your comment yes. about wanting integrity and you want to be taught morals by your parents. But uh, do you agree one way or the other that rich people? Uh, tend to be not or broke broke parents tend to be better because they're able to offer time to their kids versus rich parents being too busy to spend time with their kids where do you stand with that well i mean i know money is important it helps you have to pay the bills and do things but i think um if you're a good person you have morals you can have that with money or without you know but if you have a lot of money and you've got the kid off in private school somewhere and you're not with them, you're rich financially, but your child is poor morally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. The kid is empty because the kid needs you. It's a, a, a great point. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to put you on hold, Mimi, because I got to okay. I got to hear what you uh, what you have to say about okay. Dr. Lamar. Um, um, Chris, I, I hear all the points. I hear all the points. This is what I want to say um, before we move on. And I know, uh, you know, we have other things to talk about, but gotcha. there is nothing better. I'll just say this, whether rich or poor, I, I don't I, I personally do not care. <laughs> I don't care where you stand financially, but I know that there is nothing better than being able to have conversations among my own family and my family members. And we're talking about all the memories that we've built, all the time we've spent together, all the game nights, mm-hmm. all the movies, all the all the things. Um, oftentimes it's just having conversations at home, not costing anything, but there is nothing that could replace that time. So wherever you stand financially, to me, that's all that matters. And I believe to, to the kids, that's all that matters as well. Um, but Chris, we're going to pick up this conversation on the other side. It's getting good. Chris is getting good right now. We've got news, traffic and sports. You're listening to the Rob report on KBLA talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on the Rob report. You are inside the Rob report on KBLA talk 1580. Wow. Now that, that, that's a, that's a jam. That's because it's cold outside y'all. And that's a jam. <laughs> Andy, Andy comes with the he comes with the cuts. I know if y'all could, if y'all had the opportunity to just let Andy put together a little playlist for you, I know you would. I know you would. I know I would. We are having a wonderful conversation here on the Rob Report. If you're just joining us, welcome on in here. We're talking about rich parents versus broke parents, and which one people say are better. And right now, it looks like. Fifty-seven percent of you inside of our YouTube poll say that uh, rich parents seem to be better, and maybe that's just because we can provide. I'm, I'm saying we, as though I'm in the rich, you know, parent category. You know, I'm saying I'm pop my collar a little bit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It, it sounds as though 
rich people can maybe provide more better opportunities and things like that. Maybe that's why you all think that. Andy, did you want to jump in on something? You had something to say? Um, so so we're going to go ahead and end that poll. Uh, but <laughs> we did say that we're going to jump into this Dr. Umar conversation. Now, you know, if you've been following me for a, a good enough amount of time, you'll know that I have a sort of love-hate relationship with Dr. Umar and his stance on a lot of topics and his delivery, probably most importantly, I have issues with. A lot of people cannot understand it, especially if you're a man. You're like, why are you tripping? Well, Dr. Umar, in my opinion, is myopic in a lot of his views. He is, I can't stand the tone of his voice when he delivers information. I think that he can be pretentious oftentimes. I don't like it. He can be condescending oftentimes, and I don't like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> Chris Gunther, we have Chris on the line, and um, before we get into all of the conversation, we also have Mimi who's on the line. She can't wait to talk about Dr. Umar. Before we get to her, her comment and Chris, our conversation, let's hear what Dr. Umar has to say and we'll break it down on the other side. I don't date women who have had sex with non-African men. Even if it was just an experience? Yes. Wow. Wow. If they sex them, a date, I can live with that. A kiss, disgusting, but I might swallow that. <laughs> oh my God. But if she gave, if she gave that honeycomb hideout to a devil, if she gave <laughs> her cookies Unbelievable. to that Caucasian slayer, <laughs> I cannot go back into that cave. After she let a Neanderthal enter it, I cannot do it. She has disrespected her vagina and every female ancestor we've ever had. I cannot do wow. it. Wow. I cannot stand Dr. Yep, Umar sometimes. He said it, and you know what? I, I said I said I wanted to hear from Mimi. So, Chris, before I get to you, let's go ahead and take Mimi's call. Hello, Mimi, and what would you like to say about Dr. Umar? You know what gets me is, He's a psychologist, right? But mm -hmm. he says crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. That's so ironic to me. And um, he's building a school, and we haven't seen one brick yet. <laughs> but I can put all of that aside. Okay. I thought he was in this polygamous marriage, his life, allegedly, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's fine. No judgment. Mm -hmm. Although I do sound a little judgy, but no judgment. <laughs> I can't believe he would say something like that because there are some black men that are dating interracially. So it seems like it's a double standard. Okay. Like black men can date, be intimate with non-black women, and black women will be with them, you know, in a relationship, marriage, whatever. But suddenly Dr. Umar like, no, if you're black and you've been with a white guy or non-black man, you're out and I don't want your bat cave. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a bat cave, Dr. Umar. <laughs> well said, Mimi. Um, and just as a quick correction, thank you so much for calling. I always love hearing from you, Mimi. Um, <laughs> as a quick correction, Dr. Umar also has heat in his throat for men who are with uh, white women. So he he's he he is definitely uh he feels the same no matter who you are if you are black he feels that you should continue to be with black people. Now Chris, um you've you've now heard the clip, maybe you've heard it before. 
what is your stance? I mean, I know you are very much pro-black. You're like, I got a black woman, you know, all of that. But do you agree with Dr. Umar here or is he a little bit um, he's he's excessive in his in his views? What do you think? Well, well, you can take the little bit off because that man is extremely excessive in his views. <laughs> For him to make a comment like this, I'm not surprised. It's Dr. Umar. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an old saying, if it looks like a duck and it quack like a duck, then it's a duck. <laughs> so are we really surprised that this man who has been known to hate white people say that? Absolutely not. We are not shocked. I mean, at the end of the day, the real you is going to come out. That's how that man feels, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. He has, he can be entitled to it. I'm not surprised because this is who he is. However, uh, I'm just curious. For that school that he's supposed to be funding or building, I'm sure you had some white people help you with some funds, all right? Mm. Mm. So isn't it very interesting how, you know, we as blacks, and don't get it don't get it twisted. I love my people. I sincerely do. Mm-hmm. But for every one black person, there's at least eight white people. So for him to make that kind of statement, it is idiotic and it's very asinine. Then again, I'm not surprised because this is who this man is. Mm. He hates white people. Yeah, I'm all for knowing your history, but I'm not for disowning another race. And if a black woman decided to give up the goods to a white person, that's her right. Mm -hmm. Is that going to make us not welcome her back to the cookout? 100% not. Because ain't nothing like a black woman. We understand that. Come on, speak on it, Chris. Come on now. The greatest (laughs) invention to mankind was the black one. We all know it. And if she wanted to go out and test, you know, the the cream and the coffee, then go ahead. Go but on. sister, you can always come back home. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Andy. When will we ever get to a point where we don't judge the messenger and just focus on the message alone? Mm. We always attacking him about, you know, uh, his school. <laughs> but like when he talks about like some interesting topics that we need to discuss, you know what I mean? We we want to revert back to his school. So what? Like not not everybody's perfect. Let's focus on the message and what he's trying to say. So is your problem uh, that people keep just bringing up the school? Absolutely. That, that's the okay. So sep- if we separate that, yeah. what do you think about his actual comment though? This one in particular. I mean, like Chris said, I mean, I'm not shocked about what he had to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know how practical and how literal that that could be mm-hmm. i mean for any black woman out there that might be interested in a dr umar mm-hmm. who might have you know dabbled in you know the milk as he likes to say mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying if they approach him now you know they might not disclose that information so that sure. that makes it a little bit challenging for him absolutely um but it doesn't surprise me i mean there was a time i'm not gonna lie I was in college. I, I kissed a white girl. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I felt awkward after that. Mm, okay. Well, let me just say this. Let it let out, me, my brother. Let it out. <laughs> let it out. All right. Let me let me just say this. Um, first of all, shout out to and, and rest in peace to my stepfather, Charles, who uh, a white man who my mom dated for or she was married to for she was with this man for 30 some odd years of my life and who was very present in my life and who never dropped the ball in my life and in my siblings life. And so the best uh, example of a man that I had seen. So I want to, and that, that was coming from a white man. So you'll never get me to jump on a bandwagon of um, promoting any sort of separatists how, that, that I feel uh, Dr. Umar is um, Dr. Umar. And you're right. You're right, Chris. He, he speaks 
like an asinine. I don't care what anybody says. The reason why, Andy, the reason why it's important to note why people keep going back to the school, he acts like he can put this school together uh, with without without community involvement, like without reaching, without being um, uh, collaborative with other people, with white people. He acts like he can do this by himself. And the reason why it's important to note is because you keep saying things about white people that sounds so racist and like he is a separatist when when in fact, if you're building a school in a community, you cannot be a separatist. So I think that is why that's the importance of of having the conversation about the school. Do you disagree with that, Andy? I disagree. Um, if I remember correctly and I stand to be corrected, you know, when he introduced this whole concept about uh, building a school, I believe he, you know, he reached out to the community for assistance. Mm -hmm. Now, everything that happened afterwards, I'm not, you know, too privy about it, but I do know that he did reach out to the community for assistance. I'm not saying that the com community can't be involved and can't help. I'm saying you're going to need to go beyond the community. We we can only do, if you're only trying to be like, I want only black people involved in my school, not to say it's impossible, but it's going to be a lot, a lot less possible, especially when you're talking about getting permits and dealing with corporations and other organizations to kind of help you get this on board. You're talking to a lot of white people, probably majority white people. I'm with you. I agree. But I do think that there's something to keep everything all black. It might be a little bit more challenging, but I do think that there's something to that. All right. Well, I, I'll say this and I'll, and I'll leave that point alone. Um, I feel like it's even harder to get to be on board with somebody who speaks the way that he does. I mean, he speaks with such venom in his in his mouth and the things that he says towards white people. It's hard to get behind somebody like that. And when you have that type of reputation that is uh, recurring, people are you're, you're these conversations are recurring. I feel like it's hard to get behind that. Chris, let me ask you this question. Um, because it's 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 you made an interesting point. Yeah, it's Dr. Umar. Are we surprised? Absolutely not. But people continue to have conversations with Dr. Umar, knowing how he feels. At this point, do you believe that people? Um, you remember when Kanye went on his rant? Kanye was out here talking, and people were questioning. They're like, why? Why do they keep letting Kanye on their platform to talk to say these crazy things? We know what he's about to say. Um, do you think think it's ratings at, at some point or do you feel like it's more about, you know, no, we actually agree with him. It's it's you know, we want to hear what he has to say. It can be both. It can be ratings because we do live in a numbers driven society. And on the flip side, some people entertain people that are going to keep you entertained. I'm not surprised that Dr. Umar continues to create such an uproar. Because people live for the craziness. They live for the gossip. They live to see another black man on whatever platform it is yelling and screaming about the society and about the issues that we face as black as black people. So while a lot of the stuff that he says, I one million percent, I don't like his delivery. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with some of the stuff that he says. Mm -hmm. However, it does not do anything for us as a people because the reality of it is there's only a handful of blacks on this big mainstream platform and these big mainstream media circuits. And whenever we are the ones that are going out here yelling and screaming, the white folks sitting back there saying, look at what these niggers are doing. And I sincerely apologize if I can't say that word on KBLA. I hope that doesn't I hope that does not make y'all not invite me back. But let's go ahead and call it spade a spade. <laughs> okay. At the end of the at the end of the day. 
a lot of times that's who they see us as. Mm -hmm. And it's very unfortunate because we have somebody who could be using his voice in the black community for something bigger, but this is how he wants to paint us in this negative light. And at the, yeah. and it's, it's jacked up and it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, that's who that man is. Yeah. We cannot be some, we cannot be surprised at Steph Curry for hitting a three pointer. That's what that man does. Right. It's so we in can't his DNA. be talking. Yeah. It's in his DNA. We can't be surprised. He's like that cousin that comes to the cookout and you know he's going to be on some trash. You know what you'll say? <laughs> yeah. That's just him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, uh, and I keep talking about Dr. Umar too, just because, again, I keep describing that love hate thing because sometimes I agree with you. Sometimes he says things that I don't disagree with, but most of the time it's a no for me. Well, Chris Gunther, always a pleasure to be in conversation with you. Truly appreciate you. Let everybody know where they can find you online. You can find me on all social media at Chris Gunther. Be sure that y'all continue to check out the Raw Report on KBLA 1580. Robin, appreciate you always. Peace and love. Thank you so much. Same to you, Chris. Um, I agree with you guys. And Br Brother Alfonso says the school thing is relevant. It touches on his credibility. He reached out to the community and talked down to the community simultaneously. Wow, I think that's a great point. Marcus says, Marcus Atkins says, longest podcasters give him a platform. He will continue with his rants. And then Deborah Chakoa says, why does Dr. Umar keep talking? Because we keep giving him a platform to talk and people act like they are interested. Okay, well, uh, when we come forward, we have got your Who's Got Next. We're finally going to play some music, y'all. Uh, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. On the other side, you are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at The Raw Report. Keep it locked. Absolutely. Thank you so much to Chris Gunther for calling in. It was a great conversation for us. Uh, I agree with you on that. Well, we finally have ourselves a Who's Got Next. This is, uh, a, I think it's a song that is, is pretty cool. This guy is named Kamari, and this song is called These Four Walls. Check it out. Alone in a castle of isolation And every day I grow More and more impatient While you keep me waiting Waiting for your call But you never call If I didn't know different I think you didn't care at all you said you'll meet me halfway, but I know you won't. And more than not these days, I feel this way. But these four walls keep me company. They don't ask for much. Don't test up and leave these four walls. I've got these four walls, even when you don't call. Trying to find the words to say It's kind of like walking through mines Cause we were born on different planets But you would love it back in mine Afraid to shoot again cause if I miss But I try, I try, I try Waiting for your call But you never call If I did it no different I think you didn't care at all you said you'll meet me halfway, but I know you won't. 
And more than not these days, I feel this way But these four walls keep me company They don't ask for much, don't test up and leave These four walls I've got these four walls, even when you don't call on the inside, looking oh, outside. Yeah. Okay, Kamari. The These I've four walls. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Mimi, Mimi talking about snuggling up with somebody on this one. Forrest Harrison says he's digging this vibe. Old school flavor with great lyrics. I agree. Houston, Texas says he's talented. I miss that genuine, real good, feel good R&B music. I miss it. I miss it. I'm telling you like nobody's business. So I am always open to hearing from you guys on artists that we should know about, artists that we should play, songs that we should play. I mean, I only have two ears, so I can only listen to so much. (laughs) Uh, But you know what? Um, We're going to keep that. We're going to keep it going. As you already know, tomorrow we are back with another uh, fire show tonight was a great conversation I deeply appreciate all of you guys and your engagement again thank you to Chris Gunther for calling in today I appreciate that and um, yeah I'm interested to see what tomorrow's conversations will bring <laughs> it's it's always going to be the same though we're always going to talk about you know whatever the topic is and try to pull something from it to make us better to make us think and uh, you know create great conversation around it so Definitely shout out to the Raw Squad for joining me over here on our YouTube. Thank you so much for the phone calls. We appreciate you, Mimi, as well. You already know what time it is, though. (laughs) It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. He is coming up next with a fire, fire show like he always has every single night. So you don't want to change that dial. You want to stay right here and stay tuned in. Locked into KBLA Talk 1580. I am your host, Robin Ayers, and you guys remember, today and every day forward, be a blessing.